become best friends. My highlight was the ticket trading scandal. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Jay's fierce amount of material on that. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth, you'll do nothing. You'll do fucking nothing. Not one of you'll do nothing. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Argentinian superstar Lionel Messi has decided to retire from international football. This comes after Argentina lost the Copa America final to Chile. Hello ladies and gents, welcome to this week's edition of Action Replay where we put the week's major sporting news under the microscope. This week we'll be looking at all the rugby and soccer action from the weekend, we'll be talking about the UFC and CM Punk shortly debut, and we'll also be touching on the opening weekend of the NFL and everything that went on there. So I'm joined in studio now by Billy Keenan on my right and Brian McGee on my left. How are we left? Fantastic. Very Absolutely well. brilliant. Good How to be back. Summer, the summer kind? Oh, summer was very kind, yeah, especially sports wise, I suppose. You know, we we got our boys over in France and uh we that, did. That, that you know we, we it was very positive. Maybe the Olympics put a huge dampener on it. Uh but I, I like to stay positive. The soccer boys, the fans, you know, and especially the performance. That's that was a real, real plus. And for me I had a great summer, yeah. What was the highlight of the of the Euro so? Oh, Stop! Come on! It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was Robbie Brady. Oh, just I was in the pub. Now I didn't make it over to France myself personally, but I was in a pub and I, it doesn't really get rowdy in there. Like it's it's a nice, you know. No, no, like no, no but it, oh, we were all standing on tables, throwing chairs around. Like it was just. <laughs> you went roaming the streets looking for English fans. Like <laughs> oh, it was just. <laughs> The, the leap and then when they put the meme or not the meme but when they put the edit of uh, the Titan Titanic it's a much better uh, goal with the Titanic song <laughs> like that was just oh, magical and you know one of the best moments in Irish sporting history that's that's a fact you know um, that's that's not that's not going to be disputed it's up there Billy your, your highlight how was your summer anyway how was your summer first off yeah and, you know like Brain said definitely spoiled sports wise you uh-huh. know the Euros um I even enjoyed the South African tour, the Irish rugby players, then yes. the Olympics. Unfortunately, you know, I was working for the Olympics and I didn't get to see any of the, vel- the velodrome or most of the signing, but luckily enough, the, the boss was, was kind enough to put on the signing. You know, I'm biased, but I really think after, you know, London 2012, Annalise Murphy's medal was, was just incredible. Yeah. I was absolutely yeah. delighted for, you know, um, signing circles quite small. So you always know someone who knows someone and they just said that the, the work that that girl does is, is incredible and she, she downright deserved it so mm. 
uh, one of the feel good stories definitely was you know I, I loved uh, Jeff Hendrick in the Euros so I was delighted to see him sign yes. for Burnley yeah. you know all oh. these transfer rumours Brady yeah. Brady didn't end up yeah. but uh, to actually see Hendrick then go on and make it uh, I think that's a, a pretty good sign but yeah no great summer and uh, I really enjoyed the sport the Brady one was really weird wasn't it because oh. it was like it was it was pretty much a done deal like a month before with Leicester it was yeah. widely reported and then it just never it's like Martin O'Neill's contract it just never seemed to what, what, you know, eventually what I don't understand he is versatile he has his weakness at left back and he has his weaknesses as left left wing mm-hmm. but you know he can play both and it's it's not there's a lot worse players in, 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 in the Premier League uh, you know if you look at Sunder, Sunderland and a few like there's a few struggling teams that I think would have been a much better side but Robbie Brady yeah. the option I think it's more positives than negatives with uh, Robbie Brady uh, but it's a shame, you know. Uh, Norwich, would they get re- would they get promoted back up? They've a decent enough squad. Cameron Jerome seems to be um, scoring a few goals, so maybe he'll be back next year. If not, I hope someone signs him. January, January could be a panic buy. You can fork out a lot of cash for Robbie Brady. It mightn't be that bad of a situation, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just especially like with a lot of those teams that be down the bottom, you know, especially with teams like Hull and Burnley that that maybe. You know, will be kind of struggling for points. You, you think like someone like Robbie Brady, that yeah. is one of the best deliveries of a ball. Yeah. You know, maybe on corners and set pieces. You know, where you don't really have to break a team down. You don't have to like really overrun them before you get your goal. Yeah. Oh, um. You think that he could be a, a massive benefit to a team like that? Definitely, his energy is for as well. You know, when teams are losing two, three games in a row. Uh, and now you can also make the argument it didn't go well for Norwich with him, you know, last year and they got relegated. But you know, like and he was whole before that got relegated. A, t- a as well, team so. like Sunderland, like I could just see, you know, they're going to lose three or four on the bounce, and 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 you know, the heads are going to drop. Robbie Brady will give you hundred percent. Huh? David I, well, geez, Middlesbrough. I know they only lost two ones in Middlesbrough. I watched that game two weeks ago, but. Oh Jesus! They were dire. They were absolute they muck. Absolutely, exactly. Everton, Lukaku, just defensively, they are absolutely deplorable. He brought on, <laughs> he brought in Paddy McNair and, and uh, a few other others. Just, oh, oh, I'd just, love to see Chris Sutton's uh, appraisal of that game. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Chris Sutton. <laughs> I hope we can get Horrific. him on. So I hope Horrific. we can get him on sometime. That'd be excellent. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a wild interview. You know? Yeah. <laughs> five, five word answers from Sutton. Oh, definitely. And and you know he would contradict everything that we say. And oh, I love Chris Sutton. That's <laughs> he's personal favorite of mine. Celtic, Chelsea. You know, just was always on on FIFA 03 and you know for FIFA 01 to 04 it was always him uh, with, with Celtic and that's usually how we judge uh, if a player was good or not you know if we had a personal connection with him yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah he was really good in FIFA 05 but 06 he got it he just let himself down you I, know? I'm not going to lie Harry quickly I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie I, I, I bought Hazard before he uh, he was popping up on the maps the Euro maps with Lille uh, I mm. bought him as a che- in Chelsea was funnily enough and he was excellent for me in you know seasons or not in seasons in a uh, you know, uh, uh, playing manager mode. manager mode, exactly. Yeah, and he was absolutely excellent. And then when I heard, I was like, "He's a." I didn't even know if he was that good of a player. He's a great player. You know? <laughs> he he he's gonna he's gonna go places. And although I was very dis- disappointed with his performance uh, the weekend, but sure. It does always annoy you when you get someone on FIFA and they turn into a mega star in your manager mode. They just yeah. never yeah. live up to the real life <laughs> expectations. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, we'll stick with football briefly. Uh, the Manchester Derby lads. Do oh, you watch it? Yeah, apps. Um, and all right, you know Mourinho. I've I I wish best of luck to him, and I I still have a poster from my room. But he he messed up big time mm. selection wise in that first half. Uh, Jesse Lingard. He had like you know they started two boys there to, uh, as he said, occupy the Man City fullbacks, 
and I, I don't think the Man City fullbacks had an easier game in that first half. I've it was one of the best first half performances I think in Premier League history of dominance. Just mm. Kevin De Bruyne put He's, on a highlight reel in unreal. the first half, and you know they brought on a few fellas at half time at Man, Man United, and they got really got into it and could have had a penalty. Yeah, borderline Rashford. Rashford straight away in the first minute. He what? just tore down the left wing you know he exactly. didn't get that goal that was it was disallowed wasn't it yeah um he just looked i don't know how you keep keeping that guy out well you, you know you, you know my feelings on the thing i didn't think ibrahimovic was was a wise signing you know this fella's tipped as the next wayne rooney and then you're going to limit his game time by bringing in zlatan ibrahimovic yeah. that's what i thought you know and yeah he so can he he's, can't really argue with ibrahimovic exactly he like five, yeah, he's five, one, of, five one of the top goal games. scorers yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Would, would you still be starting wayne rooney uh, I, t- he, he, he actually, didn't do himself any no, great yeah. service. He didn't, and if you're talking about the next Wayne Rooney, and Wayne Rooney's, you know, no longer consistently been Wayne Rooney, and if Marcus Rashford is the next Wayne Rooney, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have started Wayne Rooney in that game. I know, yeah, you can. Yeah, that's true. It, it is. A, he has a load of options, and to even start Jesse Lingard, which everyone was kind of scratching their heads. Um, you know, he really uh, just looked like he wasn't ready for just it. Just you know strange, I mean? you know. And he had a really, really tough start two years ago under David Moyes. He gave him his first start on his debut at home to Swansea. Really good though against in, uh, against Leicester City in exactly. the, the Community Shield. Yeah. that was only a couple of weeks. Ago. I know. And then, but his first game, you know, after thirty minutes, he got a leg injury out for the season. You know, his debut, big break, Manchester United. He hasn't really got the rub of the green, but he was out of his depth. He was on the floor more times than, uh, you know, than he was with the ball at his feet. You know. Uh, I was just it was just a bad decision by by uh Jose. I could see what he was at, you know, mm. trying to cuz Man City's fullbacks are the most utilized fullbacks probably apart from Barcelona in the world, you know, yeah. going forward. Uh but just a big mistake. I don't know how Ander Herrera does not get regular game time in the middle of the park for Manchester United. I just beyond me, I think he's an yeah. absolute super player going forward. He adds something to it. He tack he, he is fond of a yellow card. That's that's <laughs> That's but one. No thing. more so than Fellaini. Oh yeah, then Fellaini, <laughs> elbow Fellaini. Yeah, uh, but Pogba, you know, he will come good. I'm, I'm sure of that. But he, he had a poor, very poor game. He still has flashes though. Like you can just see him. I'm just amazed at someone that that his size and really kind of his build. He's able just to glide past people. Oh. Just as, it's like the ball and the ball. He always seems like. You know, he always seems like someone down the Astro pitch who's running too fast, and yeah. the ball's about to, you know, they're about to lose it and you know yeah. fall over their face. Mm. But he just like, just when he looks like he's about to lose it, he like he changes the ball from foot to foot, goes by someone. The composure, it's just, yeah, his it's, composure it's in the middle of you talk about composure in front of goal, but his composure in the middle of the park when people are putting pressure on him to turn and distribute the ball is it's it is very good. Now he he didn't have a great game, but you know it's too early to say. Uh, hundred million, what a waste of money! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> By the by, the end of the Euros, um, you know, all through the group stages, then through the knockout stages, that was when all the hype was building. Would you have paid the same fee that Man, Man United did at the end of the, the final? I don't know. I th- I think they've been looking at him. For, apparently, they were looking at him for the last three years. There was mm. talks that um, Paul um, uh, Ed Woodward was was in for him for three years. Discussions were talking between the agents. But he had a decent year. They did need a midfielder. They, they needed. Oh, they, did. A, they did need a midfielder. And, it's it's somewhere they desperate. They needed a striker. They needed a midfielder. And I still think they need a new centre back. Yeah, you you saw uh, Ken Early's piece on uh, how United are a victim of their own success. You know that the revenue that they bring in, spending a hundred million, actually isn't their most expensive player by the amount of money that they're getting in now. And yes, Varane. I think Juan Varane is the one. Juan Varane because they he weren't was like he was pretty much like a quarter of their annual revenue. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah, was like thirty. Million. I think they made one hundred and twenty million in two thousand and one or whatever year he bought them. Where now, 
I think they just released their latest accounts and it's it's over half a billion. Yeah, now. something like that. And and which is which is a, it was a good pick, great piece because it really opened my eyes. Uh, one hundred million is still outrageous, but think about it. He's what twenty. 23, Three, yeah. 23. It, it's a 10-year I mean, investment. He's, he's, he's in that pool of players that are tipped to be the next Ballon d'Or winner yeah. after, you know, Messi and Ronaldo stop swapping. Yeah, him. exactly, yeah. definitely. And, you know, he's it's a 10-year investment if he if he stays, you know, which I think he will uh, if he has his successful time because he can be that player that they're going to put a statue outside Old Trafford for if he, if he gets... Oh, I like that. I like the idea of, of statue-type players. Exactly. Because I think in America they, they call him as the franchise player. The it? franchise player who retired the, the shirt like the number. I like the statue. Yeah. I like the future statue But player. then again, he has to still top Roy Keane to have that, you know, if you yeah. can't have a statue in your name if you're not going to be the best midfielder that your skull is, oh, you know. You know? Can imagine if, you can imagine asking Roy, what did you think about giving Paul Pogba a statue? <laughs> he you didn't know? come anywhere near myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all these lads getting reputations without kicking a ball, as uh, as Roy would say. Um, UFC, UFC happened on the weekend. Uh, we had uh, it was a bit of a weird card to be honest. Because the main <laughs> event, I don't know, the main event and the co-main event was was quite weird because novelty oh, is the word I'd say. Yeah, well, Alistair Overeem was a ridiculous striker. This guy used to be like a kickboxer and K1 champion and all that. And then he was like, he was running from Stepe Miocic, which was I don't know, it just looked a bit strange. It was, it was I couldn't understand it. Um, and then the undercard was the main event or the co-main event uh, was really weird as well because the Travis Brown broke his thumb and then he kind of was like that to the ref he was like oh I broke my thumb and then <laughs> the other guy was just like what the fuck like, and then just, just starts wailing on him again so and then that card was just yeah that, that fight was really weird because they were doing dominate in the first round um, and then you know after that it was just it was such a just a weird like no one really kind of dominated it was just they kind of they're kind of running the clock out pretty much um, yeah but Brown really didn't look impressive but the big one that everyone's been talking yeah. about is was the third fight and and the first fight on the card first fight ever pro fight for CM Punk Phil Brooks um, is that exactly what we expected to happen like did anyone else think that you know I, if he's training for two years that he might, exactly no, I had a glimmer I had good. a glimmer of hope uh, had my house down on, on Punk yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's just Billy's now living yeah. up there <laughs> it's you know you're looking at these guys and you know a friend a friend of mine is actually uh, involved in in a you know a, a lower level of the WWE this kind of wrestling that she's doing okay. she puts in a, in, in a serious amount of work mm. into it but she's not training to fight. No. Yeah. She's not being put into a ring, yeah. like we've said before. Well, it's like and a dance partner in the WWE, it, isn't it? Like you need someone else to the moves work because definitely. And um, you know, to just to put this guy in and say, Well, you you've had two years of training, you know, that's like putting me in the man you academy said, Well, you've had two years of training, I go out and actually play a match. Like I mightn't have the ability, we we've said yeah. that as well. Um Having said that, he 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 earned two or three times more than his opponent. Yeah. Uh, Revenue wise, the UFC. I think, get, I think he could get a split in the pay per view as well. Yeah, it's uh, but no, I think it's ridiculous, and I think it's failed, and I think that'll definitely, you know, was it was it Randy Orton said he wants to have a go at Conor McDonald. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll probably knock that on its head as well. I'm not sure. I think a lot of those WWE guys were like, because obviously Brock Lesnar is like Brock Lesnar. Okay. I mean? like yeah. The size of he's a freak. He's a former like NCAA yeah. champion wrestler. wrestling. You yeah. know, he's got legit like credentials. Where I think a lot of those WWE guys, especially when McGregor was going off with them, going like, you know, you're all pussies and stuff yeah. like that, and then they all lost their mind. Like, yeah, come over here and try it out yeah. and say that. Well, I think like a lot of those WWE guys would have looked to see him Punk getting mauled on the weekend. Yeah. and just been like, oh, I don't know. That's yeah. a great then again, idea, like. then again, Lesnar, like he, he had a spell of NFL as well. He was he had one year. Uh, well, apparently, he almost like 
he had really had no prior football yeah. uh, experience at all, and he, he made it to the final cuts. Yeah. Like he was one. He was one cut but away. He got from an injury the, then, or something, then, uh, whatever. He probably said it was an injury. What, was it with the Vikings or the Rams? It was the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings. Uh, yeah, but he he's a freak. Like he's even in the in the WWE, he's a freak. He's he like carved yeah. from stone. Yeah, exactly. Like he's one of these like you know Frankenstein guys that comes along every uh, you know every twenty thirty well, years. He's a doper. Yeah, that's so yeah. that's what comes yeah, into it exactly, as well. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be giving Brock Lesnar any time of the day. Yeah, uh, that's true. But at the same time, he's cross codes. You know, whatever about rugby league, rugby union. Um, he's American football, UFC, yeah. WWE. There's yeah. obviously some sporting pedigree there. Yeah. Although maybe it's just you know mass. He's just a mass of muscle. <laughs> that yeah. might be it. But you know, he's successful and and he has done it across codes. But I wouldn't be using Brock Lesnar as a shining light yeah, to compare people the wrestling because it's like it's I know there's like a degree of athleticism like if you yeah. jump off the top rope all that kind of stuff yeah. you, you can't yeah. be you can't be a complete stiff but not to the level of like high performance but you know combat sports like yeah. not striking kicking taking people down choking them out like in fairness like I, I, I think it was a bit of like a deer in headlights you know what I mean where it's like everything got pumped up when that cage door closed I think he <laughs> kind of really realised it's all and he kind of did what most of us, I think, would do, which is if it, you just kind of run out of it, just yeah. start swinging, you know. And because uh, you know the way, like if you see Anderson Silva come out or John Jones, like John Jones comes out on the ground and he's crawling, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like he's he's kind of gauging the other guy, he's judging distances. Sean McGregor know? with the chest out walking around, like, yeah, like yeah. That, you know? well, McGregor comes out and he's straight away, he's in a stance, he's like he's ready to go, he's he's don't really start off with a kick, even like, the his little finger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk just like looked at him and ran straight <laughs> yeah. at him, you know what I mean? And yeah. went to swing at him, and then obviously Miss got taken down and just got beaten up. Like, yeah, yeah, um, it was quite. Um, it was quite vicious, but I, I can't see him getting another. Like I don't know how you market that now anymore. No, it's just a freak show factor where it's like, oh, one day how quick he'll lose this time, you know? Yeah, yeah that's that's that that's that's run its course, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, rugby world, Billy. Uh, quite yeah. a lot of things going on. We Pro Twelve obviously is back on the way. Um, rugby Championship is in full swing. The yeah. All Blacks are still absolutely running away with, with World Rugby it seems still still dominant yeah we've had a you know a great great summer in terms of the Irish provinces in terms of captures uh, the Rugby Championship um, Alistair could see it I'm not sure what's going on in South Africa the quota I, mean, I, th- I think this, the Strauss thing is really strange the, the quota the system seems to definitely be affecting them although I'm, you know you're looking at that team sheet and you say well there's a quota system but who are you putting in instead mm. the Adrian Strauss he's, uh, he's been offered a contract in Montpellier I'm going to bet you have like Jake what, White 13, 14 have a, South African players now. an incredibly frustrating amount of South Africans um, Rue as well on the, is, he, is he on the way he to Montpellier him, yeah. okay well you know that's a it's not a shock yeah and, you know so there's a huge contract there if you retire from international rugby as, um, Adrian Stout is 30 years old Bismarck yes. Dupatsi has been playing international rugby till he's 33 and to an incredible level there's absolutely no reason why Adrian Strauss couldn't continue in that, that same uh, of course. That same level I think Strauss is only 30 I think yeah he's only 30 years old um, so the rugby championship the the Pumas uh, keeping away they've got a victory under their belts already some interesting people yeah it's the Facunda Issa um, their front row again is just incredibly strong mm. and then New Zealand losing the likes of Macaw Smith, Nanu, Carter. Carter. They've brought in the likes of Barth, Fekatoa, Crotty. You know, uh, crushed yeah. a few of our hearts back in 2013, but they're still lighting up the world. And Australia, Israel Dag looks like Israel Dag. Israel Dag has come back from out of nowhere. A few mm. uh, 
few games for the Crusaders and, and he's back playing international rugby in that all-black jersey and that's an incredible feat. Uh, the Australia are the most frustrating. Um, they, they, I think it was six in a row. I think they finally got their first win. Yeah, uh, it it kind of seems like they're getting in their own way. That they're almost frustrated that they're not able to perform to the same level as their World Cup campaign. Yes, they came out against Eddie Jones to be England. Fair, they did have a. They they looked great against England, and um, they defended terrifically against Wales in that game. Do you remember? I think they were down yeah thirteen. They defended very in well. the World Cup. But then they almost lost to Scotland. They almost you lost know, Scotland. They had Argentina. They did well to beat Argentina, but I don't. I think that World Cup wasn't as. I think if they were on the other side of the pool, okay. um, I don't think they'd go quite as well. well you know? Yeah, it's it's just interesting. And then, you know, Eddie Jones has, has reinstilled everything that, you know, the guy who we're going to talk about later on, Stuart Lancaster, kind of stripped away. Yes. He's let the floodgates open and bring it straight back in. And at the end of the day, he cares about winning. You know, he's not an Englishman. He's not overly concerned with how the... English players he just wants to win mm-hmm. and that's it's very ruthless and efficient way of doing things but it's, it's working did you hear what he said he said yesterday that he didn't think England had a good performance in um, in the tour of Australia he said yeah. the results were good but you think he didn't say he said that he didn't feel like it was a great performance and he said the coaches could do a lot better and he says by the time they get to the World Cup in 2019 they need to have the best coaching team at the at the World Cup so I thought that was very interesting and that's he said that you know they can't be bullied they won't be bullied by any other team it's, they really do seem like they're playing a game with a level of confidence and completely almost arrogance which I do think England kind of needs you know what I mean yeah they've brought in um, the likes of uh, Steve Borthwick and Paul Gustard from Saracens who play a similar kind of in your face game Wolfpack, Wolfpack yeah. mentality that's, that's I didn't hear that but what I did read was that he said he wants his um, coaching staff to be assistants on the Lions tour so yeah. I Eddie Jones is is um, you know mind game supreme. We talk about Warren was, Gatland. I, I watched him ten years ago because he used to coach Queens and Reds, and I was living in Brisbane. Um, he's such a bad end to his career as a, as the Australian coach. Yeah, he was with the Queens and Reds, and he's one of the worst coaches in that club's history. And that's that's definitely saying something as well because they've had some shockers. Let's not get into the Reds. They've, they've, <laughs> they've had some shockers, and uh, but ever since what he's done with Japan was absolutely phenomenal obviously yeah. the highlight was, was South Africa but even a lot of those games that Japan win they did look very competitive yeah. they? and they definitely looked like they were um, you know definitely batting above their weight and now with England he's just completely transformed them from, he's taken them out of where it was really weird and we're going to talk about Lancaster but the thing with Lancaster was just he just his whole tenure of what was he three years in charge of England this whole uh, he did four. A lot of good, four four years and he did a lot of really good things with them and it just all got kind of derailed by one decision for Rob Shaw to go to the corner instead of kick for the posts you know and, yeah and then that loss to England or the loss to Australia at Twickenham and then all of a sudden he's out of a job you know yeah it's you know we're, we may as well talk about Lancaster now um, took over from Martin Johnson after the 2011 World Cup in New Zealand yes. some um some issues, you know, transpired there, and they they a did need issues, a yeah. couple of issues, and that they needed a serious restructure. Um, Lancaster's first game was actually against South Africa, yes, and he lost a three-test series. It drew the final test, but he lost. Um, you know, incredibly tough place to go in your first kind of your first environment as a coach. But Definitely a baptism afar. Exactly. Um, he was the runner-up in his four Six Nations mm. uh, as England coach, which. It's incredibly consistent, but frustra- frustrating at the same time. Yes, uh, he had a fantastic pool of players that he himself had a hand in dealing with as a elite player development head of elite player development in the the RFU. 
Having said that, he's registered wins against you know top tier nations such as you know you know New Zealand, Australia, Argentina. Yeah, so was that that um, New Zealand win? I think it was twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. And having said that, uh, you know Ireland have only beaten him. He's only lost Ireland once. Yeah. At the same time, you know uh, that was in the Aviva. I think the score is nineteen nine. A pretty convincing victory by Ireland. It was, it was a great day, but. He's been signed. The 2015 one that we lost, wasn't it? That was Robbie Henshaw's coming out party. Yeah, Big exactly. Cross kick, yeah. Yeah. So he's come into Leinster. He's, you know, he's, he's actually been quite busy since the World Cup. What do you think of the appointment uh, from a Leinster perspective uh, of Lancaster? Well, first of all, McQuilkin's gone. Uh, for those who don't know, but I, I, McQuilkin's. I did, I did find that McQuilkin had to go back to New yeah, Zealand. I'm pretty sure uh, for personal reasons. McQuilkin is an out-and-out defence coach, and he oversaw the best defence in the league. Yeah. Uh, so that's a definite, you know definitive loss by Leinster bringing Lancaster in I would have loved to have seen Lancaster in on top of McQuilkin you know if we had been able to keep McQuilkin he's left but he's yet to be proven as a defensive coach Stuart Lancaster but I think his ability as a uh, as a manager as a in terms of an organiser and his role that he's going to be using in the academy I'm quite happy with the appointment um, filling in for defensive he's yet to be proven I think he could become a good defensive coach yeah yeah, uh, particularly working with I Andy Farrell. I don't think you get to that level of rugby without having some knowledge. Exactly, of, of definitely. Defense, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you know, he's been working defensively. His involvement since the World Cup has been defensively. He's been working with the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. He's yeah. done a, a long weekend with them in terms of. He was then the, in New Zealand with Manawatu. Uh, Counties Manukau. Uh, Manukau. Where he yeah. actually oversaw a practice game against the All Blacks. He's coached against the All Blacks since the World Cup, and yeah. he's been brought in to look at the. He's been quite involved in England. He's been brought in with the the football association to look at their Euros in terms of the elite player development. He's in South Africa as well, I think. Was he? He's in South Africa with the Stormers yeah. and and he set up America's new pro league and uh, looked into the. It's a busy. It's a busy year you know, for a guy to been out of a job. Exactly. He was, he's even involved in the uh, the allegations within British cycling over sexism and, and favoritism. So he's been he's definitely a well respected man still in England, and he's been he's been all over the world. Mr. Worldwide. That's he's missing ex- exactly NFL America. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, I think it's a good good appointment, um, but. But from Leinster's perspective, I, I just don't understand the angle here because it's when he was unveiled, he was unveiled as a senior coach. I, I just love how rugby just 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 makes up these positions, yeah. you know, these titles. Like of course, like before it was just for the last for as long as I can remember, it's there's a head coach. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was just like there's a head coach. No, but this guy's now the director of rugby. Yeah, England you know? kind and of. And we've seen it with Les Kiss. We've seen it with Erasmus down in in Munster, and it's just like. You know, okay, director. Well, who's who's wearing the pants, so to say, yeah. in this organisation? And it's inevitably always the director of rugby, Erasmus, and yeah. and Munster, and obviously Kiss, Kiss up in uh, Ulster. Up in Leinster. But then, so Cullen's the head coach of Leinster, and Lancaster is the senior coach. Yeah. So he's not a direct. What would have been logical, I think, for most people is, okay, is Lancaster the defence coach? Is it yeah. a direct replacement for for McQuilkin, or is he just? So what's his senior coach? What does it yeah, entail? Yeah, I think that's probably. Um, they probably wanted him as the defence coach and he himself has said he wants to be involved in the attack and involved in the academy and this is probably his way yeah. of being able to, to do that without people kind of saying you should just be taking a look at defence. I don't know, it could be leading on to a director of rugby next year. Yeah. Uh, it could just be that he is only here for a year so you know we're just having him in, in any and all capacity I that think he everyone, can influence. I think there's a lot more scepticism with it isn't it I think just after Leinster's season last season I think it's because Leinster still made the Pro 12 final yep. but and but they just got annihilated in Europe one win out of six games 
Yeah, um, they, admittedly a, against probably the toughest group in the competition. Yeah, they, they were lost in Toulon. Close to being Toulon as well in both games. Uh, yeah, they were run over by Wasps. That's yeah. that's fair to say. But the return of the internationals definitely affected that. And then if we're going by their performances throughout the season, I think they could have been definitely more competitive mm. having had those games been been later on. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to judge because I think there's a certain level of skepticism that Lancaster's coming in with an eventual view of maybe supplanting Cullen and then Possibly. with an eventual view of uh, of taking the Ireland job from Joe Smith who probably doesn't look like now because he's just signed a new contract but I remember at the time of the appointment I think Smith had signed the a new contract yet yeah. so immediately everyone is just jumping to the most cynical yeah. angle possible but it, it does seem like I'd probably buy more creeds initially that's what I thought I thought okay this is inevitably they're going to try and squeeze Cullen out the door here and yeah. Lancaster a guy who's a lot more, a lot more vastly experienced coach is going to come in and assume the mantle of you know one of Europe's yeah. biggest teams but I, I don't think I think given what you've just said and the amount that Lancaster has covered over the last year all the different stuff he's done really wouldn't shock me that this guy would be on board with Leicester, Leicester for a season and yeah. would actually could maybe help mentor Cullen in a way yeah I, um, I think that's probably the way they're looking at it um, he seems pretty down to earth I think he seems very down to earth. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. Fit. You know, coming to Dublin to work for a year with a yeah. club like Leinster with the f- facilities they have. The host and of international. Stuart Lancaster exactly probably looks at the squad and he says, McGrath, Toner, yeah. Heaslip, Sexton, Kearney's, um, Henshaw. Henshaw. There's no reason why this team can't be great. Yeah. And uh, I think he probably sees potential there. He probably likes the fact that Graham Henry was working. And, you know, a year's job, he probably doesn't want to sign on to anymore. He could be going back to America. You know, he could be working with British Cycling again. Who knows? So yeah. he probably doesn't want to tie himself down. Um, but I, I think it's it's a good appointment there. How long do you think Cullen is given uh, with this before? Because I think with, with Henry given, you know, bringing I mean, Graham Henry over the, over the summer, that's kind of like a look of it's kind of an acknowledgement okay we need to probably this guy needs to learn more and who else who's better to learn from than probably yeah. one of the greatest coaches of all time um, so bring him in obviously Henry 71 72 yeah. he's not going to assume a full time coaching role so that makes sense but with Lancaster in is I think is it, is it is it just a great acquisition by Leinster and getting someone that's very experienced to come on and you know add to the coaching team the coaching ticket that they have there or is it a probably further acknowledgement that Cullen still needs to to learn more on the job I think, actually, it's a cop-out, but I think it's an amalgamation of the two. The, the senior coach is... He's, he's on the fence. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 definitely, he's definitely a crutch for Cullen, and that might take away from Cullen, but he has said himself that Stuart Lancaster's experience is going to be vital. And uh, I think that the senior coach title and, and the year long probably is more of an indication of Lancer's faith in Cullen that says we're going to get as much out of Stuart for the year for you to continue on mm. uh, other people could look at that and say well he's only here for a year so that he can re-sign as a head coach I think Leinster's faith in Leo Cullen um, and has been shown by the likes of bringing in Henry the likes of being able to bring in Lancaster mm-hmm. uh, I, so I still see Cullen at the end of the at the end of the year as head coach and I'd like him to be um, I was impressed with Leinster last year after Matt O'Connor I, thought, I felt they were going somewhere they capitulated at the end against Connacht who were fully entitled to capitulate Leinster but it a I, fantastic season a yeah. fantastic end and I just want to t- t- briefly touch on them two losses to start the season I think they've given up like 70 something points in the open two rounds it's, it's not really gone to plan for them has it? 
it doesn't it doesn't bode well, particularly when their fortress really was the sports ground. I think they lost once yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, having said that, they have lost Henshaw McGinty, who erupted at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and Ali Muldowney. Yeah, who's who actually was I think he's incredible. already incredible. I think he's he's already gotten the Pro Twelve Top Fourteen Team of the Week out there. Yeah, he, he was an unbelievable player, and I would have. This guy has been playing interna- uh, rugby for very long, mm. professionally, and, uh, and I also would. Someone who's a great passer of the ball, particularly for a second row. He's an incredible link player, Brody Retallick esque, and yeah. he, he's a mountain of a man in terms of the lineout and in scrummaging. That's Connick's big loss. Um, Pat Lamb definitely has a job on his hands in terms of rearranging the, the mindset in Connick. Uh, they probably they they lost out in their preseason matches. Um, they were cancelled, so they they went, you know, they didn't have, they had no warm up mm. going into the Pro Twelve. It's going to be interesting. They have Zebre now that can steady the ship. I think they didn't face an Italian side or a side that they should have probably been able to beat in Lamb's first season until six or seven games in. Mm-hmm. So he had seven losses going in. Now they've they have an opportunity to slow down the ship, score some tries, and rearrange a few things. Um, hopefully they can steady the ship. Um, you, you're going up to Ulster at the weekend. I am. Yeah, Ravenhill. Yes. Or Kingspan Stadium, as it's called. Um, the likes of Ulster, Piatau seems to be setting the world alight. He's unreal. And I can't wait to see, particularly Marcel Kutsia, come in. I yes. think he's been phenomenal in a South African and a Sharks jersey. Yes. ACL injury is horrible to hear and see, but I think uh, I think that's going to be a really good team. Great flanker. Kutsia comes in. From that typical, you know, South African lineage of, of back rowers, where they're just yep. abrasive, tough, no nonsense, nope. you know, ultra physical at the breakdown. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and Piotr. I think Ulster are doing fantastically well to they're get. They're good uh, to see those acquisitions. Yeah, very well. I know. Obviously, Pina is going to be a bit of a loss last season, but I thought he was was it the first game against oh, who did they play in the opening round? Uh, the Dragons. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Pina. So he obviously had something to prove. I think it was a bit of a middle finger to the IRFU yeah. job. I think he wants um, to go out and high. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely think so. So, um, and I was just gonna before we briefly go on to the NFL, I was just gonna touch on uh, the Pro 12 final is in Dublin this year. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's any huge stretch of imagination to suggest an Irish team is going to be in the Pro 12 final. I think um, definitely that's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. the dominance. But say it's not like last year where we have two. If there's one team that you could see in the Irish, an Irish team being in the final, who do you think out of the four teams at this stage, two weeks in, who do you think it would be? It's hard to say because the host of internationals haven't come back. Mm-hmm. I think Munster are not going to be there. Yeah. Even um, though I do think Erasmus could do a good job, I just I think, think he could do. Injuries uh, already. It just seems injuries like. already. He doesn't have the playing squad. It could be It could be interesting to see uh, Jacques Nienbar as well, I think, and Razi Erasmus could do a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Uh I still think that Leinster and Ulster will be above them. Particularly Ulster have a bit of continuity because they have a lot of backs, um, international backs. So there's there's not a huge going to be a huge change once their internationals do flood in. Yeah. Whereas Leinster will be affected, and Munster don't have a, a huge amount anymore, but they have a huge reliance on them as well. Um, so I I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say I, I see Leinster making it yeah. to the to the Aviva. Brian rugby. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally switched off rugby the last any, few weeks. Uh, any any input or, or thoughts on on the world? Um, Stuart Lancaster. I I really, uh, I, it was it was kind of unlucky, you know. He got a raw deal, didn't he? Uh, he? He got a raw deal. Um, we we talked about it. It's it seems that 
he created England and made him a, a little bit nice and kind of they're very disciplined you know Eddie Jones has brought that fear factor back that here but back, you know that, that Mongrel back I still think Stuart Lancaster is a good coach I I, I, yeah. I think yeah. wherever he goes whatever he does at Leinster uh, obviously it's a little bit confusing out there I, I think it can only be plus signs uh, I don't think he's going to come there and it's going to be a negative aura around Leinster. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this guy has um, coaching pedigree, that's no doubt about it. But one, one of Lancaster's, I said this in the podcast last time we talked about him, one of Lancaster's two big pitfalls in England was the Burgess controversy yep. that he's been ripped apart from yep. and yep. then going for the corner. But I, I'm i going to stand up for my Leinster man now. The decision... I talked to him three weeks ago. The, yeah, that's your the decision to go for the corner based on the last four years of the forwards' efficiency was the right call. Mm, yeah. 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 Look at any line-out. England yeah. would drive anybody over. Yeah. And I know that because I've seen Ireland being driven over by yeah, England. That was true. the right decision and it was the players who didn't fulfil on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to let you... Well, they need a scapegoat. You know they need mean? a scapegoat and... I, I just think but the Burgess he got play, playing he'll wrong he'll be back in fashion work, but he'll be back and this might feed into the NFL that was kind of like did you yeah, see well, Oakland did you see Oakland I, going yeah, for two un- points unfortunately I did I had them as my defence <laughs> in fantasy football they got absolutely torched but I, yeah but uh, but the win they went for two points yeah on like that's feeding him with like that was ballsy. It was yeah. a ballsy call. The right call. You say I well, might nobody, say it wasn't. Like, I, I don't know for England. You know. Yeah. Maybe you have to look at it, but the percentage of people that would get like a last minute score and go for the extra point when you're down by one, it has to be like what, below five percent. I mean, oh. usually the protocol in NFL take the extra point, yeah. prepare for overtime. That's it. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's they, Oakland obviously don't subscribe to that theory. No, that was crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe it. The, the commentators couldn't believe it. And uh, imagine going, you know, week one, especially, you know, the yeah. safe option. Uh, all right, going down the line, week 14, you need a win, you know. I could see it happening. Week one, imagine having that loss already because you could, you could have kicked it over and brought it to overtime. Uh, maybe also, maybe also he didn't feel he thought uh, he could have seen Drew Brees he, he could have seen Drew Brees walking down the field getting a touchdown in overtime you know he, he might have fancied his chances which I could see but I wouldn't have done it yeah <laughs> no way but like, going back to the England thing you know it, it was ballsy but it was if they executed it right it would have been the right call you know well Brian behind your, your thick Waterford accent people might not know no you do you are actually <laughs> American you are actually red white and blue running through the veins there so yeah. uh, second biggest Sunday but, in America isn't it Oh, <laughs> pretty much in the sporting yeah, calendar yeah, the definitely open yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah it, it's huge um, and what a what a fantastic Sunday we had we you know was. the amount of one score games Sorry, was mind I have to go off no, he re- has to go yeah, we, I, that. we actually have to explain the camera yeah we do yeah so actually yeah no we're back uh, we'll just, well, yeah we might explain this well yeah exactly yeah. Um, so yeah this year if you're still listening at this stage uh, we'll be looking to put a lot of our stuff up on YouTube now so it's probably an extra layer of stuff and uh, we probably won't be able to get into live streaming but we are in studio and you know this is very see much see you later Billy uh, good a talk trial, a good trial up. and error run um, so we'll see how that will go but we will finish up on the on the NFL for today. Um, yeah, some fantastic games. Absolutely. Really good right up from the, the, really the opening night um, with Carolina and Denver. I watched that game. I stood up for yeah. it. It was, oh, it was just... Yeah, you were brave. I watched the highlights the next morning. I didn't do the... I was just so excited, you know? I was so... And you know what? I, I've Baseball has always been my number one American sport. But it, when I lived in America, you know, Yankees, whatever, the glory years, and sure. they're kind of declining recently. I've... 
and the Jets, you know, the Jets are a good team, bad start, but I, I'm the, I'm more excited about NFL over here than I was over there. It's it's funny enough, but well, the first NFL, game, especially in Ireland, where this is obviously broadcast from, um, it's got such obviously tonight won't be great because the Jets won't be on till half one. In the yeah, morning. yeah. So that will kind of I have to be up at six or seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, but like for usually for the Sunday games at least six o'clock is a really oh, suitable time. Great for, time, you know. You're you, you know you're not going out really. You have work or school in the morning. You know you yeah. can sit down at six o'clock, eat your dinner, whatever. Yeah, and and you can watch you can watch two games. And there really is no two. sporting game that's on at six o'clock or something. No, no, not no, really. I mean, it's it's a it fills a void. Maybe there is golf on in the American. That's another one. But you know, other than that, it's not really. It's a great time, six o'clock. Yeah, and you know, and it's getting huge. It is getting huge over here. There are so many Irish fans that are passionate. You know, they would. So we went to was it living room. We went to living room yeah. for the last Super oh, Bowl. Nuts. So we went to, actually. I watched the last two Super Bowls. Yeah. You actually, the, firstly the. The Patriots and uh, Seahawks, the famous, uh, the, the famous Marshawn Lynch non-run, yeah, non-run. Uh, yeah. You know, when the whole world was thinking run, and, and they drew an intercept, and uh, then obviously last year where Denver's defense just just Cam the, Newton uh, cap- capitulated. Yeah, uh, they looked a lot better at Panthers though. Um, they dealt with um, Benjamin looked like a really, they really looked like they missed. Oh, them. brilliant! Yeah, yeah. He's such a powerhouse. He's, he's he was such a force. Um, Oh, they were very, very, very good at dealing with um, the Denver Blitz. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, as well. Um, Cam Newton had a good game, but he they stopped him in the second half. He could have, he could have really, really kept his. He was brilliant in the first half. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, one of them I thought was. He was on the ground, like holding his back. He's like, oh, he might have pulled the back muscle. It's like. Your man has been getting yeah. like, absolutely destroyed yeah. like, after the whistle as well. You know I, mean? I thought the one I think it was Von Miller, which Von Miller, quiet, except yeah. for in the fourth quarter. The yeah, play. which I know they, they it stopped. It, they, I think it won the game, I uh, essentially. You know, it stopped a bit of m- momentum. Yes. Uh, um, but I, I thought I thought they dealt really well with Von Miller for the whole game. Uh, but, you know, Denver, I, I thought Koviak, Koviak, the coach, had abs- mastermind on the field goal, calling mm. the timeout right before the snap, and uh, the kicker uh, just clipped the inside of the right hand post. He was on the left side of of the the dash the dash marks, yeah. just inside, call- right before the snap, called the timeout. They had to do it all again, and he overcompensated and pulled it left. You know, I thought it was just f- absolutely fantastic, um, and that's a huge win. I still think Panthers are going to make. I don't think this is a huge se- huge setback. You know. Um, and a, one, a revenge win would have been nice, but I think the Panthers will safely enough make the playoffs in my prediction. Early days yet, of course. Yes. Uh, the Broncos, you know, I, I, I was really so on a limb to suggest that the Panthers are going to make the exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they if they don't, it'll be a shot. But yeah. uh, Simeon, this new the new quarterback, he was uh, a new quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. The other was it was a debut. Prescott. Yeah, Prescott was very very impressive. Uh, I know coming off the, the wrong side of the result as well, but. Yep. Uh, um, Carson Wentz actually in uh, Carson Italy. Wentz, yeah, and geez, the Browns could have picked him in in oh, the yeah. draft, and they didn't, and they got RG three. Well, that's what the Browns are the Browns. That's the Browns, yeah. <laughs> their their front office is infamous, diabolical. Yeah, yeah. oh, absolutely. Their fa- their fans must have been there, tortured, at, and just looking at Carson Wentz having See, a field the, day. The famous the famous jersey. I can't remember what. Uh, it might be Tim Couch. It was years ago. Oh, but they had uh, they've they've got a jersey. Some Cleveland fans made a jersey, and it's got like it's got Couch's name rubbed out, and it's got a yeah yeah. I ball. saw that. Yeah, the thing goes down like past like to the back of his calves. Yeah, like. but <laughs> I I just quickly I I saw Tim Couch. Beat the Jets in New York, so oh, I, did you? Uh, yeah, I, you're, you're one of the, the rare ones. One of got, the rare ones who yeah. really could attest to his yeah. greatness. 
it was so cold and I watched oh it was just <laughs> just horrible you know I watched the Browns beat the Jets that's, yeah yeah um, moving on though you know um, there was the Chiefs and the Chargers that went to OT that yep. was brilliant uh, Chargers really surprised a lot of people yeah they, they did and everyone thinks this is going to be the season but then they, they you know, be threw in, it away yeah they, like a top five pick. Yeah, for Rivers did really, really well. Um, the Chiefs. I when I was looking at the result, I didn't watch the game live now, but when I saw that the charge was going ahead, I thought, you know, maybe that momentum was it burnt them out a little bit, you know. And mm. now the expectations have risen, but they got they really Alex Smith rushing for the touchdown in overtime. Absolutely, absolutely ter- ter- terrific, brilliant. Um, Jets Bengals look, you know. Block field goal, um, missing a point after those. Those are the fine lines in this game, and it was always gonna. I thought it was a fifty-fifty game going into it, and it it proved it proved me right uh, in a sense. But I was. Uh, it's very worrying. Revis getting sh- shown up a little yeah, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, just. I don't think I've seen that too many times. But he's gotten, so, um, Andy so Dalton. Because I didn't like to watch the game. Yeah. Did he, did he cover? AJ Green the whole day. Most of it, yeah. He was on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one, the one you were talking about was a touchdown. Yeah, like fifty yards. something yards. Yeah. But like that, uh, 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 that wasn't his fault. Uh, well, it wasn't not anyone's fault, but the safety kind of lost him. Uh, it was and so, uh, obviously Andy Dalton had some data because he, he got, got sacked, sacked seven or eight times. Yeah. But he still threw for three hundred. Oh yeah, on but it was. Our, our defensive line wasn't like it was. It was very much up there, but um, you know. I think someone that gets sacked six or seven times, the natural progression is you think, okay, Dalton's naturally going to start throwing the ball a bit quicker. He's exactly, yeah. Start forcing things, and you know, the Jets. He's a quality start, quarterback. Get a couple of picks. He's a quality quarterback. You know, uh, I really think he has in him to this year. You know, Bengals have that kind well, of hiccup. Wait, wait for the playoffs. Exactly, but I, I, I really do think that there, this could be a year where they can, um, they can break, even win one game. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think, I don't think their defense is that good. Matt Forte had a field day, um, yeah. as well. He he put up some really really good numbers. Now tonight, Jets Bills, huge game. This is huge. This is huge for many reasons. One, Rex Ryan is on the hot seat. If the Jets oh, beat, if the Jets beat the when Bills. But you know, Sammy Watkins is not a hundred percent, but he, apparently he is playing today. And the last game of the season, Sammy Watkins won the Bills the game to knock the Jets out of the playoff for their playoff berth. Yep. And Daryl Revis, after a questionable performance, now has to deal with someone who torched him in in week seventeen. Um, but if the the Jets lose, I think that's their playoff hopes gone. Um, they have really? so, oh, they, oh no, they have such tough games. They have they've. Um, so many last year playoff playoff um, teams that they have to come up against. You're such a tortured Jets fan. Ah, oh, yeah, like <laughs> you can just tell. Like. You know, uh, <laughs> apart from an AFC Championship birth there five years ago with Rex. Uh, oh, Rex was yeah. in the Super Bowl. Every, yeah, every exactly. Summer. Yeah, the Colts. Um, Darrow Colhane will remind me about the Colts when they won that. But yeah. uh, look, I I really think. They have this last year. They had the fourth easiest schedule statistically. This year, they um, I think they're the amount of teams that went over five hundred. It's it's scary that went last year. It's yeah. It's gonna be tough. I I can't see us making the Super Bowl, especially when we were ten and six last year and didn't make it. Maybe nine and nine and five. Um, nine and seven will make it, but I, I, I just think a can't. lot more people are expecting the Jets to have a top five pick than Super Bowl. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I, I think they could be. You know. Depending on how the Dolphins go, uh, they got this new coach who I thought was hilarious actually because he tried to Stephen Hoshka for the Seahawks. Yeah, the yeah. 
and he, he tries to ice them in like the second quarter <laughs> in like 35 yards <laughs> like, okay. yeah oh, it, oh it's ballsy to say the well the, the Dolphins have uh, the Patriots who uh, that oh, we'll talk about that game that, that I watched the highlights Patriots it was it bad. was oh my yeah. god how you no don't have Gronk you don't have no two two members of your Belichick. O-line I got Billy Boy you have Belichick and Galapagos I can't even Garoppolo. pronounce it Galapolo Galapagos is the islands yeah Galapolo <laughs> right, Shaka- exactly that's, that's where he's gonna be when Tom Brady comes back but you know like Blant and White they have two yeah. solid running backs they've I mean, yeah, so- solid is, is one word you could use solid like you know they're, they're, they're nothing that they're not gonna post numbers uh that which the top running backs Couple of years ago there in Tampa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, guys, you know? yeah. Oh, th- which yeah, that's that can't his, be his problem. Like a lot, like you know, it's, I think mostly between the years with him. Yeah, definitely. Oh, one hundred percent. But what what I think is they're missing um they're missing Gronk. But then they brought yeah. in uh Bennett, Metalis Bennett, who yep. blocked really well, and they started the running game. They yep. they got a running game going, which. Uh, you, I honestly don't think you're going to be able to judge the Patriots until Brady comes back and they go to get Gronk and Bennett. Yeah. Because like, I think what Belichick's going to be doing this season is he's going to go back to that old, you know, Aaron Hernandez. Type, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not yeah. offense yeah. off the field where he's kicking. The <laughs> yeah. People, but they're going to go with that two tight end set. Yeah. Um, which because Belichick's had a horrible record of uh, of draft, drafting wide receivers. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think they've hit on one wide receiver in like ten years. Yeah. They ha- they, they haven't. Randy Moss in free agency. Exactly. And I think they pick up Chad Johnson in free agency. Who's now? They had one one year. Yeah. yeah it wasn't great. Didn't light the world up. No. Um, but I do think yeah, with that that tight end set that they ran a couple of years ago was phenomenal. So I think with Gronk and Bennett, um, yeah, I think I can just see them going up the seams and just destroying teams. Yeah. I I I really do. Um, now, uh, it's not they kept that. One thing is they they kept uh, the Cardinals' offense, which was so impressive last year, quiet in the first half, and that just about got them over the line. It was such an impressive win. I think they'll beat the Dolphins, although the Dolphins gave them a lot of bother at the end of last year. But uh, I think. The Patriots knew they were making the playoffs and kind of took their foot off the gas. Um, we also have the Steelers, who absolutely destroyed the Redskins. A lot of people tipping yeah. the Redskins have a good year this year. Um, yeah, a lot but of balls the Redskins. Steelers as well. You know, Steelers are they're going to be pl- in well, the when playoffs. Well, they get Le'Veon Bell back as well. It, yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, I can see why Antonio Brown because yeah, they got like what, the top rusher of last year. In yeah, Bell. They had exactly. The top, uh, the top wide receiver in Antonio Brown. Yeah, and they both complement each other so well because you can't stack the box because you got Brown. Yeah, you know, it's such a deep threat and such a threat all over. The yeah, field. and then you can't just you know. With the receivers they have, um, we'll see what happens with Matavis Bryant when he comes back. Um, and the Eli Rogers guy, he Eli looked, Rogers, he looked, yeah, he looked yeah, quite decent as well, decent. Yeah, so the uh, Pittsburgh, I think, who forever had this strong um, identity as a defensive team. You yeah, know, defensive Green, team, James run Barry, game usually. Ball, yeah, yeah. Polamalu, all those guys. Defensive and then run game, run it through the middle. Oh, yeah. the Steelers, and just just a tough Pittsburgh now, city, you know. Like, it's an all-out, uh, yeah, offensive. Oh, it's team. flashy. It's, it's flashy. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, we had the Rams got off to a f- horrible start uh, in there. Really weird going on there. Just, but the, did you see the stat? Um, I, I was telling you, um, they were the twenty sixth mo- high most uh, valued franchise last year. Moving now to LA, they're sixth. Sixth ahead of New York Jets, yeah, who's well, seventh. You see the preseason, the first preseason game. Yeah. Oh, tickets. just it, it's a wise move. Horrible for if you're a St. Louis fan, you yeah. know, well, absolutely. Exactly, and um, you know the Cardinals. Uh, you know they've had a few good years over the last the last decade. Um, yeah. The Giants, a f- 
really really good win against the division rival Cowboys we were we were intrigued intrigued to see how they do without Romo Romo getting injured once again mm. uh, your franchise quarterback not really <laughs> not being there for the not being there for the franchise exactly um, and although Odell was relatively quiet he did have one or two really really good um, really good plays yeah. um, Eli was decent That's enough uh, yeah, very quiet, um, which was good because uh, I was playing Dara and he had him and he needed a big game from Des Bryant and very thir- 30, well, I don't know, 30, 40 yards. Yeah. And let me see, is there anyone else that I haven't mentioned? Uh, the Packers, the Packers. That was... Great game. What a game. Yeah. Uh, just, it, it was like a good soccer cup match back and forth, end to end stuff. It really was. Mm. Um, good to see Kyle back. They're all talking about Lacey's fitness. He didn't look as if he cut a few pounds, but as the Sky Sports, well, he's in no danger of being Mister Olympia. No, know? no. Like, he, he maybe lost a couple of pounds here, there, but to me, it's still the same. It'd be interesting. I mean, it's just like last season, such an anomaly after yeah. the breakout season the year before, where he was one of the best running backs in the league. Jordy Nelson back. That was. Yeah. Uh, Rogers was happy about that in preseason, talking yeah. to have another option. That brilliant. Actually, I wouldn't even just say another option. Jordy Nelson is a legit. Yeah. Receiver. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Just good to have, you know, because I don't know what the Packers were missing last year, but it seems like it could have been a Jordy Nelson that, that you know, yeah. for, for, for I a like time. this Devontae Adams guy. Yeah. Very, good. very good. Yeah. Ex. Um. Brilliant. Uh, Packers defense. You know. Against the Jaguars team who are missing who they thought was going to be their explosive Chris Ivory, uh, they very weird, undisclosed reason why he went to hospital right before the game, but it wasn't because of his calf problem. But uh, yeah. um, Yeldon looked really good. Uh, he picked up some really good numbers. And But, you know, Packers, Packers, a lot of people tipped him to make the Super Bowl, to, to yeah. go all the way. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks and Lobos. They didn't really look like they said the world a lot. Um, in the there's talks of uh, Lynch coming but have coming out of uh, coming out of retirement. There's a few Marshawn. Marshawn, yeah. Yeah, well, of course, like all these guys, like you know, I'm gonna give it up, and then big Sunday comes around, they're all you know back up. A lot of people are saying he didn't want to do uh, uh, preseason training. You know, he didn't want yeah, to. It was, yeah, it was typical Marshawn. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> grade A dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we might as well give that first podcast. We'll go for we'll go for Super Bowl picks then. Who do you have? Oh, you put me on the spot here. Uh, go AFC, NFC. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do, I do like Denver. If this guy, if yeah, if 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 he, if I do like Denver because they've got the defense who closed out again. I, I do like Denver. Um, I didn't like them before I saw the Simeon because Simeon, his first throw yeah. was a sidearm, really tough throw, and he hit hit him right in the numbers. You know he. Yeah. He put it right on the number. Um, I really like Denver. Uh, NFC is a tough one. It really is. It is a tough one. I think the fault is just Seahawks because they've been so yeah. you know, consistent over the last year. I, I think it's Russell year. Wilson's injured though it's for Seahawks or Packers, isn't it? yeah. I think that's what I think. I think it's going to be know, between I the don't two know of them. Else is really emerging. Obviously, you know, it's going to be a long season. We'll see what the Giants do if they're going to have one of those. Hail Eli Rump, you know. Well, yeah, they they, they have they now have more people to throw the ball. Um, Victor yeah, Cruz is back. Yeah, he, he you could tell he he was a fresh face. He made a few, one of the picks. He he didn't turn back in his route um, early enough, and it was an easy pick for the Cowboys. But Shepard, he Cowboys. had a 
uh, that loss against I that was Ira like they were they were two to nine favorites yeah. to beat to beat the Patriots at home and now losing Impressed to the Patriots the, the exactly um I don't know Carson Palmer is one of my favorite quarterbacks he had an awful 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 ch- championship uh last year NFC championship game yeah. it was just a nightmare three or four picks uh fumbles galore it was horrible I didn't get to see it I was in Budapest. But uh, uh, I can't see it, you know. It's Stuart Lancaster. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's going to be Green Bay or Seattle. And uh, in the AFC, I th- I'm going to go Denver. I really like Denver. Um, yeah. I, I really like the coach. I really like this new quarterback. And I think they've got options. Demarius Thomas is, in- is an injury doubt this week. But <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be the Jets anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Steelers. You're gonna go Steelers, yeah. yeah. I, just think, I think that offense is so loaded. Like, uh, do you think that Ben can go f- fit well, for the whole? Yeah, he's the one, but he's like Mr. Iron Man himself. Yeah, like, he plays moon boots and yeah. you know all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I think he'll be whether he'll be. Yeah, I just can't see. I can't see like a 16 week season and then what three or four games in the playoffs. I can't see him like completely going through that. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a couple of those heroic Ben games where he's. He's hobbling around yet still yeah. evades a tackle and launches yeah. it down. I think he's gonna have a good them, but I think once they get Bell back, D'Angelo Williams looked really good. Yeah, he did very good, excellent. Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this Rogers guy. If Matt David Bryan comes back, if you know, once they get Antonio Brown, who's obviously yeah. I think he's just such a phenomenal receiver. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, yeah. I do have him on fantasy, so I'm really <laughs> watching. What it is? It's him and Odell. Football. I think I know Julio Jones. People will put I them up Julio there. Weekend. Yeah, really good. he really good. Yeah. Um, do you have any outsiders that you like before we close up? No, I mean just looking here. Um, you know what? You know who my outsiders would be. Who I really liked them actually was the Bucks. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Bucks. Um, they, yeah, they've a good defense. Front seven look nasty. Front seven yeah, look nasty. Front seven looked nasty. <laughs> yeah. Really did. Your man Gerald McCoy is a beast. Like he was, he was, he was running all over Atlanta's line. He jumped. James around. Winston looks. James Winston looked really polished. Really polished. Yeah, yeah which surprised me personally. I didn't think he he he, he had a great start. No, used Doug Martin really well. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans got threw him on a bomb. Yeah. Touchdown. Really like. Yeah. He look, he's a gamer, man. I think he's gonna be um. I think he's going to be well up for it. So Bucks would be my probably maybe my sleeper pick. My sleeper pick is Oakland. I oh, think. Yes. You see, I thought that as well, but then uh, you know the defense got torched. But then it's Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah. Uh, but they came out. They came out. They won. They won the game. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think their defense are going to have better better days. Uh, but I like. I really like Amari Cooper. He's one of the most exciting yeah. wide receivers. Like Crabtree as well. Crabtree, Crabtree yeah, was, yeah. He, he, was, he had a good season last year. Good, and, yeah. Uh, you know, he came up big. Experienced, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, Murray looking quite good. Yeah. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I, I like Derek Carr. Um, nothing too flashy. On the yeah. Side. Holy shit. <laughs> He's Beast. scary. Animal. Yeah. yeah. That's my. They're my outsiders. It's not, it's not going to be the Jets. I think we've shut off. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's that's for that's for guys. Sorry, if, if the are listening to the podcast, <laughs> we have been recording it, but I think our GoPro is after uh, dying. Is after dying, yeah. So we will wrap it up there. A uh, bit of a trial and error, but uh, thanks to yeah, Gav. Yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. Again. Thanks for Gav for setting it up, and thanks for Billy for dropping by. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be back sometime next week, and look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. into the penalty. Get in
the wider area. Wesula and whips that in. What a delivery and brilliant finish.